Hello and welcome to day 10, Double Figures. And we're powering through this month. So we're on episode 10 now of the Dry Jan Like a Sober Rebel mini-series with me, Louisa Evans. As you know, you can listen to this series every day. You can binge listen to it if you're coming at it at a later date or equally use any of the content wherever you are on your sober journey. Whatever the time of year, it doesn't have to be dry January to benefit. All of the content in all of the episodes is pulling from my own knowledge as a therapist and hypnotherapist that specialises in anxiety and habit change. And also as someone who's gone sober myself, But I've also teamed that with feedback and advice I've collected from so many people in the sober community who've shared what's worked for them and what they've noticed in their sobriety. Because it really isn't one size fits all. Your sobriety is unique and individual to you and what's worked for one person may not work for somebody else. So take what you find useful and ignore what you don't in any of these episodes. Over the last few episodes, we've talked about the autonomic nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system and how to stimulate it and how alcohol isn't helping with anxiety or stress and how we can stimulate more natural responses to calm you in the moment if you're feeling stressed or anxious, which if you're anything like me would be the time I would feel more drawn to have a drink. And I like the science behind all of it. I remember over the years being told to meditate, being told to deep breathe, being told to take time or to do something every day or to create routines that supported my mental health. But nothing clicked for me until I realised why. What am I doing that's making a difference? Because if it's just to do it, I wasn't interested. Because I personally felt if it was going to take 10 minutes out of my morning and I couldn't see any tangible benefit out of it, that's when a positive habit wasn't going to stick. So I like the science behind journaling, the science behind deep breathing, meditating, hypnosis, relaxation. I like to know what's going on in my body with exercise and endorphins and dopamine, and I want to understand absolutely everything. So with that in mind, one of the things I really wanted to get my head around when I first thought about going sober and I was in those early days, I wanted to know when those changes were going to happen. What day was I going to notice my skin was brighter or my eyes were brighter or my hair was fuller or thicker? When was I going to have better sleep or when was I going to feel more energised? And I would scour sober accounts looking at their day ones, especially people that were further along in their journey and seeming to sail through their sobriety at that point. Because at the start it is tough and every win is a win. And although this episode is sharing lots of feedback from different people as to when and what they noticed, what I'd like you to take from the episode is actually no one person is the same. And for some people their skin cleared up and for some people their skin got worse in sobriety before it got better. So to start with, as somebody who loves science, I love data. So I've gone back to the start of my sober journey and I've been looking back at all the notes and my journaling from that time. And I thought I'd share some of those first noticings that I did. So one of the first things I really noticed was my smartwatch was telling me my resting heart rate had dropped. 
And that was in the first seven days. And it was an alert that came up on my phone that said, are you aware for this last seven days? And I put two and two together and realised it was since I stopped drinking. It dropped 10 beats per minute. That's phenomenal, isn't it, when you think about it? So my heart now is working less hard than when I was a drinker. And that isn't necessarily a benefit that a lot of people have noticed unless you've got a smartwatch that's alerted you like that. So those changes inside that you're not seeing, that you're not witnessing, don't underestimate how much could be shifting in your body. For me, I was absolutely dead set on noticing my skin improving because I'd always suffered with rosacea. And over the years, I'd had flare-ups of the rosacea and never related it particularly to alcohol. But now I think about it, my rosacea didn't start until I was in my mid-twenties, which is probably when my drinking became very regular and heavier. I was going through particularly difficult times in my life at that time. I'd had a series of miscarriages. I was going through my second divorce from a very short-lived marriage. So I was in a really lost place mentally and it was almost like my skin was the thing that was telling me look you're not happy but I never thought about alcohol I never thought I was using alcohol to self-soothe and to try and deal with all these stresses and forget some of these things so I was dead excited when people talked about the sober glow I was absolutely obsessed with taking pictures of my skin every day and noticing the changes And yes, it improved until it didn't. And this coincided with a change of contraceptive pill for me. And so my body was having a hormonal struggle as well as the alcohol leaving my system. So I had a breakout. My skin got worse. That wasn't just about going sober, but it felt quite demoralising at the time. Even though I could justify and see that it was hormonal, It felt very unfair that my skin got worse before it got better. Now I am over the moon with the way my skin has cleared up. And to be perfectly honest, my face has changed shape as well. That alcohol bloat that I had in my face. And looking back at pictures, I would say that started to go straight away. But the real changes happened from month four onwards to month six I could see my bone structure I have a different shaped face now (laughs) to the one I've walked about with for the last 20 years I had no idea that alcohol was bloating my face but it was and that brings me to eyes I love looking at sober people's eyes they are so reflective and I again didn't realize my eyes were dull until I look back at pictures of me as a drinker And not only did my smile not reach my eyes, but there was no depth to them. There was no reflection in them. And I see it all the time with sober pictures that people post those before and after images. The one thing you can always see, it's like the light comes back on in someone's eyes when they go sober. I started to notice that clarity in my eyes after a couple of weeks. And it's got better and better and better. When it comes to energy, my energy slumped in very early sobriety. I know other people that had this burst of energy when they weren't drinking, but I actually felt quite ill. But I actually started to feel quite tired, quite lethargic. And when I mentioned this to other people further along in their sobriety, they said they'd experienced the same thing. They needed to sleep lots. And that's what I did. 
I was already quite used to sometimes having a nap when my toddler napped because I was tired because I was drinking and my body wasn't getting quality sleep. So I just carried on that pattern. I went to bed if I wasn't working when my toddler went to bed. I went to bed early if I was working. I would come home and actually in the early days sometimes it was quite nice just to get my head on the pillow and rest. And I just thought of it as my body's way of recovering because I'd been putting it through the mill with daily drinking for a long time. And so I just treated myself with a bit of compassion and kindness. And I didn't expect all of the changes to happen immediately. So let's focus this episode on the physical changes, those things that you really notice, as well as some of the emotional changes that happen and when they happen, what you have to look forward to. Because yes, you have a certain amount of changes in 30 days. And then those changes seem to ramp up a gear over 90 days. And if you stick at sobriety, the changes you see at six months are phenomenal as you're getting more used to your sober life mentally, physically and emotionally. So in order to record this episode, what I've done is go back through my Instagram timeline and look at some of the things that I noticed and roughly when they were. One of the things I really noticed in very early sobriety was that I stopped using fake tan and heavy foundation because I didn't need to try to look healthy. I was starting to look healthy. And again, that's the first couple of weeks that I noticed that. I was also really beginning to appreciate those early mornings and the things I would have missed out on. I noticed the wine which seemed to get quieter. So when it comes to sleep, obviously, as I've said, you might want to sleep more. But what I also noticed from my smartwatch is that I wasn't sleeping for longer, but the quality of my REM sleep, the length of time I was in that restorative sleep had increased So one of the things, I had a metabolic age of 47. Now, I was 44, so that was quite upsetting. Over the months of being sober, it's now dropped to 43. And now I'm actually 45. So my metabolic rate is now two years younger than I am, instead of being three years older. And weight loss. Not everybody loses weight when they quit drinking, particularly if you are then using other things like sugar or snacking, to get through that early sobriety period. Whatever works for you. For me, I wanted to make sure that weight was a big focus because I'd just had a baby and I wanted to lose the baby weight. My mental health was really low and so was my self-confidence. And over the first few months, my weight dropped and it dropped about two stone, 10 pounds. And it stayed very steady. It hasn't gone up, it hasn't gone down. I feel very healthy, I feel very fit. But again, my watch was telling me my visceral fat went down as well, from a score of eight to a score of five. Now, anything between naught and 12 is good. So I wasn't scoring high on that anyway. But any drop in that number has got to be a good thing. That visceral fat is the fat around your internal organs, the stuff you can't see. That began the process for me of noticing and really taking care of what was going on inside, whereas I'd spent years as a drinker not wanting to know what was going on inside. 
I think anything that motivates you to keep going in sobriety is a good thing. So what I wanted to do was turn that question over to the sober community and ask them some of the positive changes they noticed in early sobriety. And here's what they said. For Carly, she noticed the tiredness didn't change initially, but she noticed she felt happier. Jenny says that she noticed the amount of time she had when she first went sober. She says, who knew there was 24 hours in a day? And it does feel like that a little bit. I'll totally agree with that one. Andrea, sober living mentor, she says she noticed better sleep, better skin and more energy. And for Harry, world's a stage. He says the permanent inner contraction and the feeling of being like on a run very slowly but surely lessened over time. And that alone felt like such a huge blessing. I'd agree with that one. That feeling I had as a drinker was just exhausting. And the relief of doing this sober thing and sticking at it was an amazing reward in itself. That feeling of pride, whereas I'd been beating myself up every day, every time I let myself down. In fact, I saw a brilliant video, Mel Robbins video, where she says the biggest thing you can do for your self-confidence and for your mental health is to keep the promises that you make to yourself. And I wasn't keeping those promises. Every day I was waking up saying I wasn't going to drink and every day I was letting myself down. So that inner confidence, that pride in myself was the biggest reward of all for me. And to be honest, that was instant. Every day that passed, every number that passed, I hooked into that feeling of pride. And Sue shares that for her, when she doesn't drink, she definitely has better sleep. There's no waking up in the middle of the night and the joy of waking up with so much energy and motivation to do something. Although she says she's not totally sober yet, she's sober curious. But she does notice she has feelings of regret if she has a drink and her sleep is awful and she feels rubbish the next day. So she's got that direct contrast still. So thank you everybody for sharing your positives of sobriety. I'm sure there are many, many, many more. And I'm sure there are more that we'll discuss in the rest of this podcast series. And there are, you're not just talking physical improvements, you're talking mental improvements, the mental clarity, the inner contentment, the feeling of peace that returned for me personally was phenomenal. I'd always called it boredom. But now I reframe it as just feeling calm and peaceful. My life is less chaotic now. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you're noticing all the wonderful sober benefits yourself and not comparing yourself to anybody else if you aren't seeing some of those benefits because it really is individual to you. If you'd like to find out more about my story, then you can head to my website, louisaevans.com, where you'll find lots of useful links including a link to my audiobook on Audible. And you'll also find a range of hypnosis and relaxation downloads that you can try at home on there. Use code SOBERREBEL, all one word, to buy one, get one free. You may like to follow me on Instagram at Stepping Into Sobriety. All of the links are in the show notes. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you tomorrow.